hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Doers and Shakers podcast. Today I have with me Amanda Woods, Amazon number one new release author. We speak all things entrepreneur, dreams, goals, business, parenthood, creation, and living from a place of art and soul. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed chatting with Amanda. If you feel so inclined, leave us a review, rate the episode, it gets it seen and in the hands of many more people. Our hope is to collectively inspire, encourage, and push forward a vision and a goal for anyone that might be listening that wants to start their own business. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for the Doers and Shakers podcast. Be well. Amanda Woods, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing so well. I'm really excited to talk to you. I feel like I know we were talking earlier and I feel like I already know you. I've been following your page and clicking through your books and just hearing about you. And it feels really exciting to talk to you and and open this platform for you to come in and speak about what it's like to be a true doer and shaker uh, between being an author and an artist and a business owner, a wife, a mom, all of the things that encompass what I feel like a doer and shaker is. And so welcome to the Doers and Shakers podcast, hang session number two. I'm so stoked you're here. Me too. Thank you so much. All right, guys, when I said author, I'm speaking about an author of Amazon's number one new release. Amanda started writing uh, books and drawing for her, her kiddos and her family and then decided one day like, hey, I'm going to take this large and see what happens. And one day she woke up, popped on and saw the banner number one new release on Amazon. Talk to us about that, Amanda. I'm really excited to hear that story and I want to hear it from the beginning. So take us back to where the seed was planted, the garden was growing, and now it's like a full bloom. Yeah. So back in 2012, um, I had my first child, a son named Cooper, and there were three other cousins that we had in our family. Our family has grown since then, but back in 2012, there were four boys, and I was thinking of something creative that I could do for them for Christmas. I just didn't want to get them a toy. I kind of wanted something memorable for them, so I decided to write a story about their life, and the reason I was able to do that is we, all of us as a family, um, are part of this whole family business network. Um, Each of us kind of take a hand in running running our own businesses. So I kind of made up a story of the four boys wanting to go to the zoo one summer. And they get to the zoo and they realize that they need to pay for it. So all four boys decide that they need to work to earn the money to go to the zoo. And we're very much a family where you know, you got to earn everything that you have in your life. We're not just going to give you a handout um, regardless of, you know, the successes of the businesses you are going to work for it. And so I wanted kind of a memento for them about, you know, where we stand as a family, what 
they can do if they put their mind to it. So that first story I wrote was about them earning money, working at each of the family businesses and earning their ticket to go to the zoo. Then they had money left over, which led into, hey, there could be another book that they could use their earnings for and go on another adventure. So that book was called The Adventure of Four Boys. And it was really, really simple, down and dirty. I hand wrote it, did stick figure drawings, threw it on Shutterfly and made a hardcover book. Um, not published. It was, like I said, just the Shutterfly thing. Um, gave it to them at Christmas and they loved it. I'm pretty sure my mother-in-law had tears in her eyes, <laughs> which, you know, I loved because I knew it meant a lot to her to see that. Um, and they loved it. So the next year, they couldn't wait for the next story. And then within that year, we added another family member, another boy to the mix. So I changed the title to The Adventure of Five Boys. And so it was just stories, again, just based on their life. And I continued that for the next few years. And then I wrote a story called The Robot and the Ballerina. And this one was completely different from the other ones. Um, it wasn't about their life. It was a rhyming story just that I decided to do. And each year, my family was like, you should publish this. You should publish this. And then I kind of laugh it off and be like, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe that would be fun. Um, and I decided, I don't know wh why I woke up one day and I'm like, I'm going for it. We're going to do this. And I went ahead, um, actually got it published. Uh, I shared my story on my social media platforms as far as like the process of it, because it took a while to get it from um, writing the story to actually published. Um, and I think that was the key to getting that number one new release banner on Amazon because there was so much, everyone had so much anticipation with me for this release. Um, and I woke up one day, just checked to see how it was doing and it had that banner. And I, I remember I was in my robe. I jumped probably two feet high and screamed. And I was like, wow, maybe we have something here. So yeah, I just, every now and then I decide to, to write a story in between the kids napping or when they're sleeping and um, go for publishing it. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. The robot and the ballerina. Guys, you can hop on Amazon. Uh, I love that you spoke about sharing your story on social media from the beginning to the end. I think that is like the most powerful thing, as we all know. Social media is the platform where we can pull in an audience and we can share what it's like firsthand to do something pretty grand. And you sharing your story from beginning to end, I think is wonderful. And I relate to that outside of this. As I was scrolling your social media from the beginning, I came across the drawing of the robot. You literally uploaded the digital drawing of that, sharing right. your story about being a mom and doing this. And I was I was intrigued. I was brought into your world. And I think that is very important from a marketing standpoint is us being creative. It is so much more than, all right, this is the dream I have and I want to make a profession out of it. It is also about like, we, it comes from the heart, it comes from the soul, like every fiber right. of our being, we have this vision and this urge and we complete it. And it's extra, extra special when we can share it with other people. And I'm sure your kiddos, your husband, your family, it's, it's probably an incredible over the moon feeling for them to say, yeah, 
that's my mom, that's my wife, that's my family. She wrote a book and it was published and it's amazing. But to them, it's so much more because they have been getting those special little tokens of your creative spirit long beforehand. They're going to have, you know, the behind the scenes, if you will, of the little Shutterfly books that you created. They see their mom and their wife drawing and, and writing. And I, I love that. I love the story. And that's why I wanted you to come on here. And I think your story is so, so important because being a mom, writing a book, publishing a book, and also running a business, which I want to touch on the business soon because you yeah. balance a whole ton. Um, what is it like to, to be a mom and have such a, a grand vision and trying to balance making sure that everyone has one-on-one time with you and your husband is there and you run the business, but you have this dream. How do you fit all of the things into the cracks and how do you, how do you manage that time? Well, I think that touches upon the reason why I wanted to share from beginning to end is in social media, we see everyone's successes just just at one time. And then it's easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could, you know, have that success. But it really, the success that they're posting in that moment has taken time, has taken steps. So it was really important for me to show, you know, I started writing in 2012. The Robot and the Ballerina didn't get published until 2017. So there is years in between that. Mm. And I had two kids in between that and having children um, really was awakening for me. Um, I had to kind of relearn myself. I struggled with postpartum with both of them and Mm. kind of finding my way. Um, I'm very much a person who likes to accomplish things, who likes to do things. I want to contribute. I just don't want to sit at home. And I've always said I'm not a stay-at-home mom material. Mm. One, it's harder, I think, to stay (laughs) at home. And two, after I had the children, I realized I enjoyed being at work and contributing to society in that way. Um, So through having kids... I just realized I needed to do something for myself so that I could feel, you know, good. And I was coming out of the postpartum and all of that and just finding my way. Um, I find also that when I'm busier, I can manage my time better. It doesn't, doesn't make sense at all, but the more I have going on, the more I'm able to schedule things. Mm -hmm. I can't, give you a reason why or how that works, but it's true. If I have more time on my hands, I tend to be less motivated. Mm -hmm. So yeah, being, being a mom and working in the businesses and, and doing everything, um, you know, when you have that dream and passion and you want to do that, I want to be a mom. I want to be an author. I want to work in the family businesses. You can make it happen. You just need that desire. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how you said uh, you actually get more done and you're more productive when you're busy. I think one of the reasons I started Doers and Shakers was because I did want a place for the people that seem extra busy, bossy, loud, aggressive, go-getters, you know, grand and bold. We're seen as such, you know, a force, but we have this 
magic that's really hard to explain. And one mm-hmm. of the things that a doer and shaker totally handles is when I'm busy, when I have my to-do list, when I'm go, 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 I'm thriving and I'm feeling better about myself and I'm accomplishing more and it's hard to explain, but I have all of this ball of energy. And so creating this platform for people just like you, making statements just like that is huge. It's a platform for all of us to come together and be like, hey, I see you. I understand. I get your energy. Let's roll with it. Uh, But also understanding like I'm also a wife. I'm a mom, I'm a husband, I'm a girlfriend, I'm a grandma, what all the things, and we still know how to slow down, we're present, we contribute, uh, and we know how to quite literally tackle all of the things while publishing a book. Like, right. it's, it's incredibly, it's incredible. And when I was reading on your website, all these things about you, and you made a comment, um, you said, uh, when I'm not eating chocolate, dancing in the kitchen, writing, drawing, or chasing down the kids, you're working with your husband at the distillery. So guys, Amanda Woods, her husband, they run the Wiggly Bridge Distillery. I personally find that extremely intriguing. I feel like you guys must be the coolest people, the coolest <laughs> parents, like an author of a so. children's book. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been published with the distillery as well and won awards for your spirits. Uh, bring us down that path because yeah. that is 100% a branch of you that I'm sure fueled you in all aspects of your life, being a doer and shaker and wanting to stay busy and needing to be out in the world. Um, talk to us about you know, what that's like to run a business with your husband, how that was started, and uh, any challenges that you face with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, it was in 2012, and I mentioned how 2012, I guess, was a big year after I look back. I started writing the books. My son was born, and Um, my father-in-law and husband decided to start Wiggly Bridge Distillery. Um, They have no chemistry background or any background in distilling, and they are very much doers and shakers themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, The stuff that they do just in general is amazing. Um, So they researched, um, researched the hell out of everything, actually, and started Wiggly Bridge Distillery. Um, and a lot of the cost of starting a distillery are the stills to produce the products. Well, my husband ended up going on YouTube, teaching himself how to weld a still, a copper still, and he just did it. Um, so wow. he's built, I can't, I don't know, maybe like five stills now that he's built just from teaching himself off of YouTube. Um, so it originally started with my father-in-law and husband and then me on the back end trying to get the word out that we were starting this. So my role naturally fell into the marketing side. And I did go to college for that. So it was super exciting to be able to apply it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, a little bit intimidating because it's not like you had someone telling you what you're supposed to be doing, what platforms you're supposed to use. So it's all us learning together and making this distillery. And we're now 2021, all of our spirits are award-winning. We've moved into a second location, which is an 1800s barn. Um, we outfitted it to house our production. Um, and it's, it's been a wild ride. I mean, I'm amazed at, at what the guys are able to do in general. Um, but we really are a team. And I mean that 
the, the team as in a, a whole family, because when we're really focused on an event or making something happen for the distillery, the kids need to be taken care of. And then my mother-in-law steps in, my sister-in-law, my parents. Um, so it's really when they say it takes a village, I really deeply feel that. Um, and we're lucky that we have that support on all ends to make our dreams come true in reality. Um, so the family dynamic, we're lucky that we all get along. I mean, <laughs> being together virtually 24-7 isn't without its issues, but I'm, I'm really proud to say we work extremely well together. And my husband and I, I, I could work with him every second. We're just so similar in our expectations and what we want. And we both know we want the best and the greatest we're able to do. So we're lucky that it works out this way. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. You're lucky you have so much family to step in and you guys, it sounds like you're all living off the same dream and understanding as a whole expectations and what we're mm -hmm. going to get done. Uh, you guys were, you were speaking about on your social media that you consider as a family, the type of people uh, just do it yourself. You're the, you're the type of people to get it right. done and do it yourself. Uh, and that's incredible. What would you say to the, to the parents out there that have the parent guilt that want to start a business or maybe they're in business and they have this large dream, they have this large vision and they're like, well, who's going to have the kids? What are we going to do about the kids? Are they going to get enough attention? Are we being right. selfish? Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's a balance there when the kids were smaller it was a lot harder to take bigger steps because they really need you then um, and you need someone you can really trust to watch them at that small vulnerable age um, but what we have done with our kids is we try to incorporate them as much as possible in each of our dreams so the kids through my books you know I ask them you know what you think I should do about this? I show them my drawings. I let them draw themselves with the distillery. We, we bring them there when they're building the stills. My son's right there with my, my husband watching him weld. So they're at an age right now where it's a lot easier, where we can bring them and they can absorb what we're doing. And we hope that that ignites some sort of do-it-yourself, doer and shaker mentality for them down the road. Mm. Um, but the support system with hands down is what's super important. And if you have that, if you have someone you trust, uh, go for it. And if they're at an age where you can incorporate them, include them into your dream even better, because I feel like they're going to absorb so much more and be really thankful when they're older you know, that you were able to include them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think so many parents and, and just people in general, when, when kiddos are involved, they think, um, you know, we maybe need to take a back seat while I'm being a mom or a dad and that can wait. And this can wait. This is the most important thing. Um, but I am a true believer in your kiddos are going to look up to that. They're going to understand that. And right. one day you're going to, you're going to show them all the things that you did. And at the end of the day, I don't know about you, but most of the things I do for my family is for the family. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think your kiddos are going to, 
you know, and they already do. My parents are rock stars. This is incredible. This is amazing. And you're also helping them grow along with you. Like you said, you're, you're instilling in them to work hard and to strive for larger and that you can accomplish all of these things. If you put forth your dreams and your visions and your goals and the magic will happen. And I think that we forget that sometimes we forget yeah. that as parents that, you know, we're still humans. We had these beautiful little babes, but yes. we, our dreams don't go away and we still have to make ends meet and we're still allowed to dream and chase the dream and our kiddos are going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and I love that you find ways to bring them in for that. Um, and, and I think that that is incredible. And so hands down to you, like all the high fives. That's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's also important for them if you are able to include them. I know every situation that isn't conducive to that, but they can also see the, the trials and errors and the hardships, the struggles you do. Like, this is my goal. This is what we're trying to do. And when they're included in the process, they see that it's not perfect right off the bat. I'm so worried for our generation of kiddos with social media being such a big part of our lives. Mm. Um, just the, the facade that it gives. Um, I don't want them to think that they don't measure up because they see someone else accomplished X. If they're included in seeing that we have reached our goals, but it took this road that they can be comfortable within themselves to know, like it takes time, it takes patience. It's not going to happen overnight. And I just hope, 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 hope that they can understand that they can achieve anything. You just have to put your head down and, and go for it. Oh, for sure. I love that. We need more of that. We really, really need more of that. And I think it's important for our kiddos to see that not everything is immediate and instant. Um, and, and you're truly creating that. I mean, you and your husband are, are behind the scenes doing that. You're proof of that. Uh, and, and I love that you're showing not just your family and your kids, but to yourself that, hey, I'm still Amanda Woods. I'm, I'm not just a mom now. Right. I, I'm, you know, I'm still all of these things. Uh, and you're right. Social media is going to create this entire new world that, you know, we didn't grow up with. That's, exactly. not, that's not what we did. Right. And while we are currently doing that as doers and shakers and business owners, because that's the marketing that's standpoint. To do. That's, that's what we have to do. I joke all the time. I wouldn't have social media if I didn't have a business, but you'd need all of the above yep. to run and work. Um, but I do think that there's this whole alternate world that these kiddos are growing up in and, and seeing. And so if we can strip that down and continue to not just be parents to them, but also uh, inspiring role models that show that this is the hard work, this is the sweat, the tears, the blood before all of the magic comes. Um, yeah. and, that's, and that's incredibly important. And I also, this is a perfect time to slide this in. Uh, you had said that you believe there's really no perfect time to do anything. Mm -hmm. And hearing your story now, I mean, that aligns with that comment for sure. So talk to us about, I want to know the Amanda Woods before you became a mom, before the distillery came and before you were an author. Do you feel like you've always kind of been a doer and a shaker and a dreamer and a go-getter? That's such an interesting question because, you know, people always ask me, did you want to be an author? And to be honest, that was never on my radar. None of this, where I am right now, 
is what I had hoped or dreamed to be in. When I was younger, high school, college, I definitely was an achiever. Um, I definitely liked to do things. I liked to knock things out of the park. Um, but as far as what my dreams were, um, author wasn't on there. Um, head marketing wasn't on there and things kind of just evolved. And, you know, I, I really dislike that we have to jump from high school to college and, and have an idea of what we're supposed to be. I feel mm. like, you know, we're kind of forced into that. I think over time I've realized what my passions are, what I want to accomplish and things have kind of just morphed into it. Um, I'm thrilled I'm an author now and it's now one of my biggest dreams, but it wasn't 10 years ago. So it, it's such an interesting question to ask because I think over time your experiences really shape who you are and you have to run with what gives you a burning fire inside. Mm. Um, and 10 years from now, I might have a burning fire inside for something else that I want to accomplish. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I love that. And it sounds like I'm picking up on the vibe that you're, we're similar thinking in the fact that, you know, day to day, month to month, year to year, things can change at any given moment. But right. if you're willing to be open to chasing that feeling or that urge or that vision, you don't know what's behind the next door. And so it's very important to just follow to see what's going to happen. And right. I think I know the world right now is scary and crazy and weird and a little backwards and, and people are unsure of what they even should say. But right. I do think, dare I say, it truly has opened up a door for people to bring out what they really want to do. I yeah. think that if anything, we've learned that life is really scary and crazy and weird and we've been woken up the past year. Yeah. I've seen so many people start a business. Their sparks have been lit, turned into the flame, and they are now like full floor force bringing in business. They're working from home. So they're like, okay, what better time to start this and that? Right. Um, and I think it's very important that we appreciate, recognize, and celebrate those people. Uh, so speaking to your, to your comment about not really knowing what you were going to do, going from high school to college and not really seeing that. And now things have changed and you also know down the road, they could change again. That yep. is very much first and foremost, an intuitive feeling to have as a person. So that, you know, says to me that you're spiritually awoken with that, but also a really good message to send to anyone that might be listening to this, that might, maybe they went to college for something. Maybe they're currently working somewhere and it's not their burning fire urge and they know there's something else that maybe they should just start chipping away at what that feels like and what that looks like. Right, and so yeah. would you speak a little bit more about that? Like, what do you, what would you say to someone that maybe is working a nine to five Monday through Friday? They're not loving it. It's not hot. <laughs> they know that there's probably something else out there that they can grab. Like what, I mean, if anyone could give good advice on this, it's someone that started writing kiddo books and now it's on Amazon and you have a distillery that your husband learned some things from YouTube. Like, right. what do you have for us? Like, give us the juice about getting started. Yeah, I think you need to have something that 
does inspire you that you want to, if you're working that nine to five that you're not thrilled about, but want to, I don't know, start your own bakery, just say. You can make time for anything if you really want it. And I'm saying you get home from your nine to five, you have dinner, put the kids to bed. And instead of watching TV for the next two hours, you're on the computer researching. Mm -hmm. And so you do that enough times, you start building this vault of information. And when you're ready to um, pull the trigger and go for that, it's, it's all there. So it, it's so important to know that your dreams do not happen overnight. It does take time. You can do it. You can make time for it. You just might have to put in a longer day. But that's where if you have the inspiration and the desire to do something else, that's what's going to drive you to put in that extra time to, oh, instead of watching Housewives tonight, I'm going to search on the computer for this part of the bakery I want to do. How do I get my license? Or what recipes? Why don't I start putting a recipe book together, that type of stuff. Absolutely. I mean, if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen, right? I know it's, Absolutely. I yeah. know it's been played out and said time and time again, but if, if you have something, it truly can just start with sitting down and free, freehand write it out. Like I mm -hmm. always tell people, you know, aside from, from running a podcast and a photography business, I do a lot of work in the branding field. And I, I always often tell people, you don't have to tell all of the things right now. Just sit with yourself yeah. and like freehand, pick up a pencil, no perfect sentences, who gives a shit about the grammar, put right. pen to paper about like what it is that you're truly wanting to do. And if you've got this idea, like kick it into gear and just start writing it out. Like, yeah, what do you see yourself doing? What is the plan? What is it like? And then just start doing it. Like, yep make a social media page, like start an Instagram page. And the first post can even just say, Hey, I'm so-and-so, this is what I'm doing. I'm declaring it. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but mm -hmm. we're going to roll with it. Like stay tuned for the next post. And then like you said, those pockets of time where you're not working your regular job, you can find moments where you're researching or you're interviewing other people or you're following right. mentors, you're digging and you're pulling and you're pushing and it can happen. And anyone can really do anything they want nowadays. I mean, yeah, I don't say that from like an entitled standpoint, but maybe I'm in a cloud of like, anyone can do anything. I believe in you like that whole right. <laughs> hippy dippy. But um, I do think nowadays and now better than ever, people want a sense of community and inspiration and trust and creativity. So if you're listening to this and, and Amanda and I have said something then you're like, whoa, holy shit, they're right. I probably could start this. I could start that Etsy page. Yes, like, yes, 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 yes. you can. Um, and as far as jumping off, you know, creating a social media page from start and scratch, you went to school with marketing. So like, mm -hmm. what are some things that you would, you would offer uh, some people that are listening right now? What are some important things when it comes to marketing nowadays on social media? Um, I think people love the behind the scenes story. Um, I see so much more engagement, even with the distillery when it's 
we're showing the process of how the spirits are being made. They don't just want product shots. They want to know the meat and potatoes behind mm. the brand. Um, so like you said, starting, just starting a page saying, hey, I'm not sure what I'm doing. This is my end goal. I hope you'll follow me on this journey. I think people would really take to that because I think everybody in a way has something that they want to create or have an end goal for something that they can relate to that journey. Mm. Um, and it's hard when you have a nine to five, you need to put food on the table. So that is a priority in life. And I feel very fortunate to have had conversations with my father-in-law and where he's always said we could pretty much do anything that we've wanted. Um, but the, you need to pay the bills. Mm. So my job, at the distillery comes first, what I do with the other family businesses. But as long as my priorities are done with that, um, I can pretty much do anything. So I guess I just can't stress enough that you just, you got to go for it. Take baby steps, share your story from beginning to end. Um, and yeah, you can do it. Absolutely. Behind the scenes. Yes. Totally. Like nailed it. That's 100% so relatable. And I think people think that right from the beginning, they, you know, they have to have all of these professional images and they have to have their bio perfect and they have to have their website perfect and all of the things. And yes, those things will matter and they will be key for your business. But what people really want to see is they want to know that you're still a human and they want to see the funny things behind the scenes and all of the things on Instagram stories and Facebook stories and invite them into your process because, I mean, that could be a cool start right there. If you're thinking of starting a business, bring them in before you start, like show them, Hey, I've got this vision, this dream. This is what I want to do. I'm going to show you and walk you through that. And then before you know it, it's a year and you fold it out in an entire website, social media, and they've seen your story from the beginning to end. That right, right there is incredible. Uh, Yeah, it reminds me of when we started the distillery, I literally drew the logo on a napkin mm. watching the Super Bowl. (laughs) And we just started a Facebook page. And from that drawing on the napkin, we made this four different logo options. They weren't that stunning or anything special, but it was the start of our business and we were getting there and I had posted the four options and we're like we're starting a distillery which logo do you like better and this is back in 2012 when facebook business pages weren't really a thing well i think we had like 12,000 um views and thousands of comments of people just wanting to put input on what they thought our logo should be and our logo now i just love it's stunning it's professional but it started on a napkin Ah, uh, I love, thank you for sharing that story. Like that yeah. is the juice behind a doer and shaker. Like that's an incredible story, but it's incredible because you shared with me that you were sitting in your living room watching the Super Bowl. You wrote it on a napkin. You invited other people in for input. Like you collectively from the soul built this up from the ground. And that's why I think I was connected to it. You shared with me a very simple story. There wasn't this right. like grandiose idea and you spoke to this person and this person and that unfolded it was just you with a seed and you began from the beginning and I think that is that's what people need to hear they need to know that um so this also just sparked another thought um what did it feel like for you 
uh, when you found out your book went number one new release on Amazon, like as this, as this mom, as this wife, as this, this kiddo growing up and this marketing college kid, like, what did you feel like? Did things just explode? Was it hard to like wrap your head around that large outcome? Um, you know, that's such a good question to think about. In the moment, I was elated just to see it. And then when I sat down, I was like, is this real? First of all, I'm like, this is Amazon. Did I really just accomplish that? And then that moment was fleeting and it was, okay, on to the next. How do I keep it going? <sighs> so I didn't really dwell on it. I had my moment of jumping up and down in my robe. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really put much thought into it from that moment. I've just tried to keep the momentum going. Ooh, I love that you said, okay, what's next? Like, yes. that's the shit that makes us all run when right. we like get a little taste of what it can be like when we yeah. actually strip away like the fear and the doubts and we just plug in and, and put it, you know, put our foot down and say, this is what we're going to do. And then like a switch goes off that like, I can do this. Like this might actually pan out. Right. Uh, and it led you to the next thing. And like, that's, that's the magic. Like that's, yeah. if we can just, you know, anyone that's listening, you, you know, you doubt yourself and you're like, who am I to say I can start this or how I can even do that? Like you're going to have a moment in business, in entrepreneurship, or even in your little Etsy shop or whatever you're doing, whatever you're feeling where a light bulb will go off for you. You'll know when it happens. Nobody can tell you when it's about to happen. Right. It's when you shift into a different level that you never thought you would hit, but it's always been in there. Right. And it comes to you. It's all full circle. Putting out what you want will come back and you are in control of all of these things. Nobody is in control of what's going to happen, but that spark, like, and for you, that was well, I wrote a book, like, okay, that's cool. I, I always write these books for my family. I draw all the time. Like to you, it was just another day. Right. But that banner across the computer saying Amazon's number one new release was when you felt, and even if you couldn't even wrap your head around what you were feeling, but that was your level up. Like you just stepped into a power. Yeah. There's no going back. Now you're like, okay, what's next? And then yes. everything that came from that fed off of that energy. And I, I talk a lot about this on my page is like, if you can tap into your power, if you can step into your power and feel that energy, mm -hmm. it's only upward from there. Like there's no going back. There's no falling down. Like anything that happens from here on out, you've already tasted and felt and understood that that magic and that power is there. And so the rest of the shit that's coming for you is going to be just as amazing, if not better. Right. Uh, so that's amazing. I feel like I just got so excited and heated by that. I love yeah. that you said that though. Like that, awesome. that really sparked something in me. Yeah. Um, okay. So I feel like I could talk to you all day. I want yeah. to now shift before we, before we close out. Talk to me. I know that you have this other, speaking of fire and stepping stones, um, stories for students. This is like your yeah. next thing, right? Your next project. Talk to us about what that is. When I published my books, and I guess after seeing the Amazon banner, I just had this huge sense of gratitude and thankfulness. And I wanted to be able to do something at some point in my life to give back and 
make a difference. So I thought, oh, through publishing, I've really enjoyed the process. I really love writing. I love drawing. What if I came up with a foundation? And um, the premise of it has morphed through the years, but the title has stayed the same. So it's stories for students is what I'd like the foundation to be. And my original thought was like, okay, I'm going to have this foundation provide books for every children, child in every grade from local authors who have published. Mm. And of course, that would take you know a lot of funds, a lot of organizing and all of that. But I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And as time has gone on, as I published my second book, I realized, no, I don't want stories for students to be that. I want actually it to become its own publishing company. And I want to be able to publish books for kids. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So the idea would be that they would submit their stories and I'd be able to choose from, from every grade and just publish it for them, mm -hmm. um, just to give them a sense of you know, they did something, encourage them to write, encourage them to follow their dreams. Um, and this is something where I want to start this publishing company today. Mm. And I've had to remind myself of how far I've come and how long things have taken. I'm not in the position right now where I have taken enough steps to be able to start that publishing company, even though I really want to. Hmm. But it, it's taken me some time to step back and be like, okay, you have this goal, you're going to do it. Hmm. It's just can't be right this second. So stories for students, hopefully, maybe in the next decade, I can make that come to fruition. But it would, it would be amazing if I reach that goal. Oh my goodness. Check you out. You've got all the things. And then now you have this other enormous, incredibly inspiring foundation that's on the back burner. It's still there. It's, it's brewing and it's going to happen. And I feel like that's probably really exciting for you, um, you know, to have this distillery and do all of the magic there and then, you know, continue on with your writing. And then you have stories for students. That's like the next thing that's coming up. Right. Uh, you know, that's a whole, that, how do you, how do you, um, this is a perfect time to ask this then with all of that, with all of the swirl of, of inspiration and creativity and business and entrepreneurship, how do you find time to set all of that away, step into your feminine energy center, be present and take time, like true time to yourself, not as a mom or a business owner. But like, what do you do? What are little things you do to like wholeheartedly recognize what Amanda needs for a break? You know, that is a tough one because I don't even think I have that nailed down. <laughs> um, I go through moments where, you know, I'm going, 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 creating, creating, creating. And I realize, holy cow, I need to stop. I need a break. Um, and we've always said we don't need vacation because we love what we do. But I realize you need vacation mm. just for, um, I don't know, just to step back. What I have been doing in the past year is I've been going for walks every morning. Mm. And that just kind of helps me relax, lets me think without a child hanging off of my leg or interrupting or, you know, someone needing a snack or this phone call happening. Um, taking time to do walks or exercise, even if it's like 30 minutes, has been so helpful. 
Um, but I haven't really realized that I needed that until the past couple of years. Um, and I probably could have benefited from taking time for myself years prior, but you know, we're always growing, we're always learning. So um, yeah, that's pretty much all I do right now. And then maybe binge watch something on Netflix. That hey, <laughs> that counts. That counts. Yeah. I've decided <laughs> since COVID yeah. hit, quarantine hit, all of the things like binge watching has now become a therapeutic process. Like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just need a show and a snack. Um, yeah. When the kids got sent home for COVID last year and I found myself in homeschooling role, mm. um, I struggled immensely with that mm. so just watching Netflix was just enough for me during that time period I didn't have any energy to create more or go above yeah. so Netflix was was my savior at night are you are you guys still homeschooling um, what we've done is we've kept the kids remote with their cousins mm. um, in like a one-room school situation and we have like a facilitator teacher who's helping them through their remote learning so they're still part of the school um, but remote and I really needed that because of the back and forth of the kids being sent home some exposures I I just didn't do well with the homeschooling it wasn't healthy for me it wasn't mm. healthy for the kids so I wanted to keep something consistent for them yeah um, although I am looking forward to them going back yes. to physical school. Uh-huh. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. I think I think we don't even have to say it. Like if you're homeschooling your kiddo or doing remote learning and also running a business, like you deserve an award. There is. Yeah. And I don't care what people say. Well, you're a parent, you signed up for this, you just have to take right. on the responsibility. No. Like it's, it's hard. A, oh my goodness. I I feel thankful that, you know, our kiddo is home all the time and we get this like extra creative energy to be around and we get to actually like see him learn something and then like put pen to paper and accomplish it. It's really cool to be like in the room for that, but right, it is so exhausting to, I mean, essentially be a teacher from 9.30 to 2.30 every single day. And so, yeah. I mean, if you're a parent listening to this, like, I don't even know what to say to you other than... I love you. Like, it's okay. <laughs> so we will much. get so through much. it one way or another. Yes, we will. We will. And we'll still tackle those damn dreams. That's yeah. never going away. Oh my goodness. Right. All right. Amanda Woods, this was amazing. I really appreciate your time. Thank I you. could talk to you all day. I feel that you have the most incredible energy. Your kiddos, your husband, entire family are probably insanely proud of you. You're doing all the things. Mm. I look forward to hearing when Stories for Students launch, whether it's in 10 years or next year. You're amazing. Thank you oh, for thank everything you. that you're doing. And if I'm thank in York, you. Maine anytime soon, I'm going to pop by the distillery because I want to taste those award-winning spirits. Yeah, you let me know. <laughs> All right. Awesome. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for popping into the Doers and Shakers podcast. Thank you so much. My goodness, I don't know about you, but I left that hang session feeling inspired and empowered. So much creative juices flowing, lots of ideas bouncing off. What an incredible lady Amanda Woods is. Am I right? 
author of Amazon's number one new release, The Robot and the Ballerina. Also check out her book, I Love You to Planet Peas and Carrots. Find those books on Amazon as well as download on, on your Kindle. I have attached in the show notes where you can find Amanda hanging out as well as tagging the Wiggly Bridge Distillery in Instagram. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Cheers to Amanda Woods on all her successes, being an incredible doers and shakers, and such an amazing mama bear. Hats off to you, Amanda. Thanks so much for hanging out. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to rate us, leave a review. It helps our episodes and this podcast get seen by a larger audience. I appreciate you. Be well.